When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is the streaming service that you could totally do without? Is it Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Peacock? Which one do you think you could 86? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. So, like, we all have, like, a trillion streaming services these days. Yeah. I know that I'm asking you which one you think you could do without, but you still have it. So, obviously, there's a piece of you that thinks you can't do without it, right? Sure. Yeah. I think it's a hard question to ask. But there are so many streaming services. Which one do you think, you know, I don't need that. Why am I paying for that? 651-641-1071. Why are we asking? Well, I, there was actually an article about how many streaming services there were and which ones actually you get a better bang for your buck. And I was sort of bored by the article, but I was interested in the question because, you know, as I flip through the apps, there are things I still don't even... I don't watch Hulu like ever. I don't ever use Hulu. Yeah. But I hold on to it just in case, which is a stupid thing to do, especially, you know, in this day and age when you can like sign up and get rid of it all in the same day. I think the permission you need to give yourself is that it's not like you're giving it up forever. There's no FOMO. Like you're not going to miss anything. Like I I will say the one I keep thinking, oh, I got to sign up for that is HBO because I got rid of my HBO Max Mm because I was like well at that point we were done watching this is a number of months ago we were done watching whatever we wanted to watch and then I keep hearing about things I want to see and I'm like oh I need to get that back and and then I'm like well you can when you're ready it's fine if I were an entrepreneur I would start a business where I helped um, people manage their subscription accounts in a way that allowed them to cycle through them so that you don't, to your point, yeah. feel like you have to always have it, right? Like, there are seasons where it is beneficial to have certain ones, and other times where it's like, if you've reached what you're going to watch from it, you can let it go yeah. and just sign back up later, right? But that takes some mental energy that we don't all have the time to really yeah, do. D- and some people are like, oh, we used to go to movies all the time. This will just be the cost of my movies. Right. Right? Like, I've heard that conversation before. So. Right. I think it just depends on where you're at. But there, I have gotten rid of most of mine. I shouldn't say most. A lot more. I used to carry extraneous ones. What do like, you have? Uh, well, we use Hulu for TV. So oh, we yeah. do the Hulu Live. Yeah. And that came with a bundle that included Disney and ESPN. 
because I got to get my sports. Wow. But for me at the time, the reason I did the bundle, um, because Disney, it was cheaper. Yeah. Right. To get that bundle and have Disney as a part of it. But I don't care about Disney. And if it wasn't a part of the bundle, I would just get rid of it. Yeah. Because I don't really need it right now. I might use it at some point. Right. Yeah. So Hulu, Netflix. Which I'm never giving up Netflix because it's just yeah. my go-to. Yeah, it's easy. It's been with me for the. I mean, we have a relationship. I feel like ev- that's everybody's deal with Netflix. Yeah, it's like you just and can't Amazon give Netflix Prime. Up. I don't watch a lot, but it, I pay for Amazon Prime. So. I know. And Amazon Prime. The nice thing about Amazon Prime is, well, because this just happened to me last night. If you don't, if Netflix doesn't carry it, it's just very easy to rent it from Amazon Prime. Yeah. So you just pop over there and and rent it. But honestly, that's all we have now. I got rid of, you know, HBO, Paramount Plus, which are all ones I will go back to Mm -hmm. when seasons of shows that I care about are there. HBO Max, what did I say? Paramount Plus. Yeah. I loved BritBox and I would go back to that at some point because they just have a ton of content. What about Discovery Plus? Do you have that one? I don't have that now. I did. Yeah. I have that. I have that. I have that. I loved Discovery Plus for binge watching. And in fact, that's one I might sign up for again. Because sometimes I just need like to be able to flip something on and just let it go. And that's the thing. The other thing about Discovery Plus is it's it's so cheap that you're like, yeah. well, it's only this much a month. Yeah. But when you realize that you're doing that with so many subscri- subscription services, yeah. you realize and how much it adds up. Now, and I know you guys do your TV, and I want to hear the apps that you have, but the... You do your TV through YouTube? Correct. YouTube TV. So that's the one where I'm like, this is the biggest racket because now it's getting to the point where I'm almost paying basic cable rates Mm -hmm. for, you know, Hulu TV. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to get rid of it because I want to have live TV. I Mm -hmm. can't get rid of live TV that or just knowing that I have access to live TV. But YouTube TV has live TV. Oh, I no, see what you mean. No, I'm sorry. I'm just I see saying, what you're saying. Whatever yours is, got it, I'm got saying it, got a it, got live it. TV option. Yes. But, I'm with you on that, going though. going up. The price is going up, like, constantly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And they fight with different um, streaming... What is that? What are those called? Like, boxes. Platforms. Like, platforms, right? Like, so Roku and YouTube TV have been in a fight. And you can't... If you aren't already a subscriber of YouTube TV, you can't subscribe to YouTube... Monday, Monday. you can't subscribe to YouTube TV on Roku if you are a new subscriber. Oh, but if you can be grandfathered if you were. Oh, my God. I know. So then you got to keep track of all that. B to the you know what? No, thanks. No, thank you. How many streaming services do you have? I am embarrassed. So we have the Netflix. We have the Hulu. We have the Prime. We have the Disney Plus which I almost got rid of because I don't think we are bundled and my kids, I almost got rid of it. And then my kids, I found out my kids are going back and watching all their shows from their childhood. They're like binging through them. And I was yeah. like, well, I can't take that away. I can't take their childhood away. I'm going to be like, <laughs> what are you? I'm going to be like that guy's mom, Quentin Tarantino's mom. Yeah. And suddenly they won't not- give you nothing. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have discovery plus, which I also love. I, I understand that we have, um, I believe it's, Peacock or maybe Paramount Plus, one of the two, for some sporty thing that my husband's into. We have some like weird ESPN thing. I mean, I'm like, I don't. You should see if you can get that bundle. Well, I probably because that should. Includes ESPN. What do I got to do to get that bundle? I don't know. We can figure that out. I got to get into that bundle. <laughs> anyway, no, it's a Hulu, Disney Plus, 
ESPN. We might have that bundle, but no, because I'm paying for them separately. Oh, it's so dumb. It is frustrating. I will say when I decided to get rid of divorce, everything that I could possibly divorce, Mm -hmm. it's an act of Congress to remember, like, where did I? Right. Did I do it through Apple? Did I do it? How did I? Yes. Which I think is built in. Because 100%. they want to make it complicated for you, so you'll just forget about it and pay it. You'll right. set it and, and forget, forget it. it. Thank you, Ron Popeil. Rest, in, rest peace in peace with all the apps your body can take. Well, you don't have a body anymore, but you know what I mean. Oh my god! I well, he, I'm just saying, like he is unburdened, and he can watch <laughs> anything. My point here's the thing, though. This is I I know we've said this before, and I will say it again. We wanted to move to this a la carte system. Yeah, and, and then we got what we asked seeing, for. Yeah. And and they're like, oh, okay, sure. We'll make you think you're getting a deal. And we were for a while, early cord cutters. We were getting oh, those yeah. live TV streaming options for 35 bucks a month. And now... Yeah, uh, now they're taking all our money. Now it's like $80 a month. We did get a text from Jason Matheson. Hello, Jason. Happy late birthday. He said, I'll kill for YouTube TV. So everybody just know that Jason Matheson okay, wow. would Hopefully kill. Nobody ends up dead. We'll kill for you. I will say, do, do you know, I don't have YouTube TV, but I use, you don't care about this, but I use Google as a place to store lots oh, of sure. audio files. And as a result, I get YouTube red for free mm-hmm. and YouTube red is basically YouTube without commercials, commercials. and it's a life. Changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. Oof. When we return, also, what are all those audio files you're trying to save on your podcast? Google. Oh, okay. When we come Ancient back history. on the Colleen and Bradley show, Mama June's got a new face, and we're going to talk about it <laughs> after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, well, Mama June has had yet another makeover, and uh, we're going to tell you all about it on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Oh, Mama. <laughs> mama Mia. Oh, mama Mia. Yeah, no, Mama June. We haven't talked about Mama June in a long time. She's got new hair and teeth. Yeah. Okay, so I know many of you out there listening are like, I don't know what a Mama June is, and why would I care about her hair and teeth? Well, first of all, it's always good to have hair and teeth. Mm. Unless, they both come in handy. Unless you're a fish. Um, although I think some fish have teeth. Yeah, remember the piranhas? <laughs> okay, thanks for bringing up that nightmare of a story. <laughs> Those are the piranhas that That's, have human remember, teeth okay. that are, are munching on people's Slight wieners. detour, but we're going to get to Mama June's hair and teeth. Mm-hmm. And our podcast, because that's really what I want to tell you about is not you, Colleen, because you know <laughs> Can't wait to it. hear all about it. Um, but first, remember when like the scariest thing in the world was a piranha that would eat your wiener? That had human teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a simpler time. It was. It was. <laughs> Even for those of us with wieners. I mean, that was a terrifying experience when news story after news story came out about these piranhas with human teeth that would uh, munch your jubblies (laughs) as you tried to wade through uh, piranha infested waters. Makes you think about little Smokies a little differently. I don't know about you. I ain't worried about no little Smokies. Okay. We went to a place. (laughs) Um, But that's but that place was a far different time. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Mm -hmm. it, it. Gone are the days where we are constantly referencing Mama June Shannon. Right. And June Shannon, of course, from Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, et cetera, et cetera. 
What's funny about this story is not the story itself, because the story itself is that she had a makeover. And you will see this if you've been around long enough, these Mama June makeover stories. Um, And this particular story, just to give it to you, is, quote, self-love. Mama June shows off her new hairstyle and says, this is the new me, after being 17 months sober from drugs and alcohol. Which is a huge deal. Yeah. Yes. So, but, you know... This is just a common behavior from Mama June, but we've not seen it in a while. Right. And it also seems like it's the bargain base. Like we're scraping the bottom of the makeover barrel that she got a new hairdo. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there was a time when Mama June was getting like everything. Yeah. Like under the knife. Yeah. Like was yeah. going under the knife. I thought she'd already had teeth done. But maybe she, she did. got an upgrade. It, they fell out. They came out because oh, yeah, because of the drugs. She, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she's now had her post drug tooth makeover remade mm-hmm. over, and then she got a hairdo. Yeah. Why, Colleen, is that of interest to us? Well, because what beyond even Mama June, what interests us is her relationship with her manager, which is a woman by the name of Gina Rodriguez, who is, by the way, oh look at this synergy. The subject of our uh, second season of Go Deep in the Shallow, which is our podcast. Would you look at that? Uh, And so she is a manager who kind of targets D-list celebrities and helps them expand their 15 minutes of fame. And she has a wonderful relationship. And actually, we just did a podcast on this relationship. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it's almost like we planned this. I know. Uh, With Mom and June... Um, we didn't do it with her, but no, we her. didn't. Boyd, sorry, that was a whole different story. No, we did uh, one about Gina Rodriguez's relationship with Mama June Shannon because it is one of her most successful clients. Uh, is Mama June? Yeah, we which lit- might shock people. We literally argue in that episode that um, Mama June was the most successful relationship Gina's had with a, one of these D-listers because typically the relationship works. Only as far as the client will take it. And a lot of times it's people who sort of burn out, you know, like they're sort of like, you know, a a hot rock shooting Mm -hmm. in from outer space and they burn up in the atmosphere and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mama June has had some staying power. And that's chiefly because Gina Rodriguez helped negotiate this reality TV show that she then in turn became a part of. She's like an active character on this reality show from Not to Hot. And that thing has been on, I think, five seasons. It's been on for a long time. You don't even realize it's still No, I was like, maybe it's two seasons in, three seasons at the most. No, I think it's like five seasons or more. Yeah, it's paying the bills. And it's spawned another show that uh, Gina Rodriguez will be doing, I think, this fall called Happily Ever Altered. Yeah. And it's all this like she's got she's got some mad relationships with like plastic surgeons and people of that ilk, because you will always see a Gina Rodriguez client get their hair. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hair done, their nails done, their or teeth done. Some sort of makeover. Tuck. Yeah. No, it's interesting because Gina Rodriguez has made a history of managing the unmanageable and Typically, her clients, by virtue of the fact that they are the unmanageable, are hot messes. Uh, And so they come with sort of a set of baggage that many managers probably wouldn't put up with. Yeah. Um, And I would say that 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 is the case probably with June Shannon um, when she ran off with her boyfriend and left her kids behind and was like having drug binges in Las Vegas. Yeah. There's no reason why any manager would want to stick with that. But Gina Rodriguez really did stick with June, with Mama June. Yeah, and, and the now, kids. Yeah. Like, she's had a relationship with the kids in a way that she hasn't with any of her other clients who include people like Tan Mom, Octo Mom. Farrah, Farrah Abraham. Abraham yeah, a lot of moms. A lot of the moms. And Dina Lohan, Michael Lohan. And maybe that's next week's one. Maybe that's what we're doing today. Okay. Uh, in any case... If you are at all interested in what that uh, type of manager, the manager who manages the unmanageable, looks like, you should tune into our podcast, Go Deep in the Shallow, like, subscribe, and review. Thank yeah, you. I think we are now four episodes in. Five, maybe. Four or five episodes into, our, some current, episodes. into our current season. and But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. So stick around. Big time. Meanwhile, uh, in the meantime, in between time, 17 months sober for Mama June. Yeah, I mean... That's nothing to sneeze at. We're happy for her, and I hope this is not just another, you know, ploy to get us all to watch the TV show, Mm -hmm. but we wish her all the best. Indeed. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is... D-Bag! After this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We'd love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is... D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, get your finger on that frequent flyer Ooh, button. Who's your D-bag? Chloe Kardashian. Oh, gosh. What is that frequent flyer doing now? The same exact thing. The exact same Trolling for attention. Thing. Posting pictures of her face mm. that aren't her, her face. face. Oh, yeah. This is her favorite. And then and she'll then probably... Clapping back. I was going to say, she'll probably come at us with a back of clap. It's the greatest hits. So this time she's pimping her sister's tequila. Um, that eight, all... Which is also like, you know, again, another D-baggy moment. Oh, uh, she is wearing her 818 Kenny's tequila delivery trucker <laughs> hat. Who's Kenny, by the way? Uh, Kendall. Uh, Kendall. Oh, yeah. God. So You're so Kenny. smart. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, anyway, uh, and in the photo, I mean, can you look at this picture? Like, I'm, just, I'm looking. What? How, how? I don't even. How do you even know? The only way I know that that's Chloe is because she's got those long earth fingernails. 
<laughs> Excuse me? Did you just like <laughs> nails? Yep. You could say fingernails. Thank you. Those long fingernails. Yeah. But the rest of it is just not even her face. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Holly, did, are you looking at it? Yeah. She has I my favorite on this is the jawline. Oh. Like if you mm-hmm. were an Italian or like a Roman god, mm-hmm. you would want that jawline <laughs> like carved out of marble into a statue. Well, right? You can see the jawline where it's been penciled in. I'm also very curious about the upper lip contouring. Well, that's the well, other thing. That's just a lot of hot mess and fillers. I mean, it's there's stuff going on. Listen, 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 listen. Yes. <laughs> no, because I hear people out there going, Oh my god, you guys are so superficial. It's just no. Chloe. And here's the thing, too, because I've heard so this. Mean? I've had somebody has said to me before, why are you two so down on plastic surgery? <gasps> and fillers. We're Do so you know super us? not. Look at this face. We're <laughs> Oh, look at all that work. I'm kidding. But but I, we're I not my money back. We're <laughs> not down on it because No, I sign me up. Thank you. I'm what, ready to go. But there's something about the not the the that's not plastic that's not surgery. Pl- that's, that's a pro. Sh- that's what's it called? Not pro shop. Pro, pro shop. That's a bass. What's it called? Shop? What's the you just called? Call her, like fish face. What's it called? <laughs> Photoshop. Yeah, I knew there was a shop. Bass pro shop. <laughs> but it's she not put even, that bass pro I shop mean, on her face. It's not even the the Photoshop. It's not even the fillers though, too. And that it's the penciling yeah. and the things and the stuff. Yeah, no, the, it's just the and the extreme. This I, I will never look. I filter stuff in my life. I really do. I try to avoid most heavy filtering because it's just it doesn't look like if you're going for a certain sure. look. Sure, but like. This is like, I don't get the like gauzy filter thing where it's like. Oh, it's so forgiving, Brad. (laughs) I mean, she's not ugly. No, and that, but see, that's the problem is that her, you know what her Instagram photographs tell us? That she thinks she is. Oh, this has been the chief criticism that we've had with Khloe Kardashian since day one. It's that her insecurity comes out in a hostile way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, just own the fact that you're insecure about it because guess what? We all are. If you live on planet Earth in the United States in the year 2021 and do not look at yourself and think I could look better than I do, then, you know, hats off to you. I would also like to meet you and you should probably win an award. Mm-hmm. Most people are insecure. That is yes. totally relatable. What's not relatable is like, you know, creating a ghost filter so that people can barely understand that you're in the picture uh-huh. and that we only see like your eyeballs and your filler lips like that's not yeah, normal it's ridiculous ghost filter so here's the thing i'm i'm anticipating the clap back but oh. Oh. she posted see, another picture of herself a dumb don't you kind of hope that one day she comes across us and is like <laughs> no <laughs> she's like no, no, not you, really. You don't want a passive aggressive uh, inspiration. Well, I, I, I would love you. to yeah, have an actual. You. See, this is what will never happen. Right. But in a perfect world, mm-hmm. we would have to get to have an actual conversation because I would say like I like and it would be off the record and no one would hear it because I don't think you can have an honest conversation on the air about any of this stuff. But I want to understand how she's making the sausage if she's aware that she's mm-hmm. making sausage. And by sausage, I simply mean the content that she's putting yeah. out into the world and how she thinks about it because I kind of feel like there's not that much thought behind it. It is very much id yeah. in the sense that this is just her insecurities playing out like we all expect. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. And the thing that I would want to say to her is, girl, 
you can't you can't say I'm all about body positivity. I'm all about love yourself. I'm all about yada blank blah, and then post content that is an altered version of yourself that doesn't even resemble yourself. Those yeah. two things can't exist in the same bubble. Yeah. Right. So you may think in your heart of hearts that you've done all this work and that you're trying to get everybody to really, you know, feel good about themselves. But when you're showing that you don't feel good about yourself, none of that is worth anything, which also is totally fine. Right. But then when you come for people who are just like, like, I don't under, like, I'll be clear. I am not encouraging the people who show up in her feed to say, what's wrong with your face? Right. Or that doesn't look like you. I don't think that's helpful or negative. I mean, positive, um, it just, it, it doesn't seem like the appropriate thing to do. That said, I mean, we do it on this show, right? right? But I think it's... But we don't do it on her Instagram. But we don't do it on... <laughs> but because that feels different, right? Right. Like we're... She is a public figure. She is not a private citizen. It is not as though we are trolling her Instagram of a person who is not selling their image right. on a regular basis. Like... They so are we get so, to decide what kind of consumers we want to be. Well, we, and we do. We are yeah. simply co- commenting on that which has been put before us in the public sphere. It's not like the tabloids are choosing to do this. She knows full well that tabloids are going to post stories like these. And I would imagine leans into that because, again, what do we know about oxygen? The oxygen of tabloid headlines. I... Or I should say, tablet. What do we know about smokes. like the flood of tabloid headlines? It's oxygen oh, yeah, for a celebrity celebrities. like her. It allows her mm-hmm. to sell her products. Exactly. So, I just had to rationalize yeah. our behavior. Also, just don't tell us that we don't have eyeballs when we have eyeballs. That's what really drives me bonkers. Like we can see that that's not your face. Yeah. Don't come at me and tell me why I can't tell you that that's not your face. Yeah. Everybody else is like, I see that, but I can't say that. Yeah. No. It's. Speak your truth, people. Can I tell you about my D-bag? Oh my gosh, I wish you would. My D-bag today, ladies and gentlemen, is the trend on on uh, the t- TikTok called hashtag frozen honey challenge. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Have you heard about this? In fact, I think we just referenced this We did challenge. talk about it very briefly, I think, on Friday. Or the day before when we were talking about corn ribs. Yeah, corn ribs. Yes. Remember, corn ribs were working our last nerve. Mm-hmm. Just eat corn. Yeah. It's no different. Anyway, um, Frozen Honey Challenge was one of those other challenges I referenced. Well, guess what? We had reason to be suspicious of this Frozen Honey Challenge. And you should stop doing this Frozen Honey Challenge immediately. If you've already done, if you're doing it right now, please stop. Stop immediately. You'll thank us later. Put down the honey. Because uh, according to this new article on the AV Club, the fun new TikTok trend of eating frozen honey is going to get you diarrhea. No, thank you. Not looking for more occasions to enjoy that. And then they go on to describe that apparently the frozen honey challenge, which, by the way, is just freezing honey and then eating it. Yeah. Like candy. Which seems like not a good idea. Which big quantities of honey is a horrible, horrible idea, Mm -hmm. apparently, because it will give you the following. Diarrhea. Stomach cramping. Mm-mm. bloating, Mm-mm. and other adverse side effects. No, thanks. One of these is that it is a sticky substance that can pull out your fillings and cause cavities. I mean, mm. that's obvious, mm. I guess. But okay. Anyway, don't eat I thought you were going to tell me I was going to pull something else out, and I was real nervous. No, it's just going to give you the Rhea. 
Okay. No, thank you. Trots. No, thank you. But your kids, see, this is the thing. People do things on TikTok and they're like, oh, let's do the honey challenge. Mm-hmm. No, don't do the honey challenge. It's going to be honey. I uh, There's going to be another challenge. Honey, I blew up the toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So don't yeah, do don't it. Don't do this. Please don't do this. If it seemed, you know, this is what I love. Most of these trends, when you look at it and you go, wow, that's amazing. But then do a, that thing that you should probably do, which is stop. Mm-hmm. Think. Drop and roll. Yeah. Stop. Wait for a beat. Think mm-hmm. about it. And ask yourself this very important question. If this is so amazing and it's super simple, why? Why are we not? Why, why didn't we, we always yeah. do it? There's probably why are we just a reason, doing it for TikTok, right? There, like, there's probably it's not that somebody. Now, I will grant you, like that little weird those tabs on the Saran wrap and foil holder. You know how they have oh, built-in yeah. tabs mm-hmm. on the the. Yep, the sides. The sides to hold the roll of the tin foil yeah. holder. I did not know that. Oh, it's exciting! So isn't thank it? you. Yeah, I learned that. But most things, if like. It seems super simple and like, oh my God, that's a life changer. I mean, we've done most everything. Yeah. We're evolved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, don't eat frozen honey. Also, like, yeah, I don't. What's it? If you, if you don't normally spoon it in, why would you freeze it and chew it? Yeah. That's all. That's the thing. Honey's fine. Right. You just don't eat massive gobs of it. Right. It's, a, it's like a garnish. Um, (laughs) you just want a little a little goes a long way guys when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show we had an extra D-bag and we're going to highlight that D-bag after this in a little D-bag double down on my talk 107.1 we have some uh, extra D-bag lying around and so we created a separate segment just for a special D-bag on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 107.1 I'm Colleen Lindstrom that's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we're going to have a little D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Fergie. Fergalicious. No, no, not that one. Oh. The dun, Duchess. Dun, 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 the Duchess of Wackadoodle. Well, kind of. Okay, so I do want to just call out the Daily Mail because they get like an honorable mention well, here. Sure, one of these for yep, you, honey. For their debaggery because yesterday the headline was Sarah Ferguson describes Prince Andrew as the happiest divorce couple in the world. Okay, so I was like, okay, that's okay. I was, I'll click. And now the Daily Mail has changed the headline for the exact same reason that I'm naming Sarah Ferguson my D-bag, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the headline of their article has changed to Sarah Ferguson describes herself as a guest at the Royal Lodge home. She shares with Prince Andrew and admits she doesn't go to the supermarket and refuses to cook because he hates it. Okay, what? So, first of all, why is Fergie talking recently? She has a book. We're going to get to that because, Bradley, I know you have some extra information and intel There's on her book. But yeah. uh, we call it information and intel. <laughs> Others may call it judgment. Anywho, um, so she's doing the rounds. She's talking a lot. She's out there gabbing. She's yapping her trap about this new book. Well, the Duchess of York uh, was, I don't know, she was. She did an interview uh, with uh, the Financial Times. And she explained that she and Prince Andrew are, quote, the happiest divorced couple in the world. And that she is, quote, lucky enough to be a guest at Windsor. Uh, as they have continued to share 
this particular uh, residence since 2006. Okay. Um, they asked her if she goes to the supermarket. She was like, no, I don't do that. I don't cook. I won't cook. I hate cooking. But then she goes on to talk more about Prince Andrew. And this is why she was my D-bag. Double down. Because is Prince Andrew a savory character who we are singing the praises of right now? That would be a big fat news. And why would that be, Bradley? Uh, His close ties to... Jeffrey Epstein and also alleged sexual assault of a woman named, I almost said Gilly Maxwell, but it's not. It's Virginia. Virginia Jufre. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. So here's what she had to say of her friendship slash relationship with Prince Andrew, her former husband. Um, she says Prince Andrew is just such a good man. He's a really thoroughly good man. He's a very gentle man. Does she get a deal on her rent or something? Oh my gosh. He's a really good father and we did co-parent very well. Hence the reason our girls are very solid and have their feet on the ground. But now as a grandfather, he's really good. He can go for hours talking about football and those things. What? What? It's a joy to see him really shine as a grandfather. Oh. But he's a grandpa. And then oh, she says, he's such an avuncular old man. She oh. says of their uh, relationship, it's very important for anyone watching family unity, communicate, compromise, and compassion. Those are the three C's that are essential. You know, she's just full of word salad. Thank you. Mm. Does she have fair Abraham on the horn? I mean, yeah. there were, I did sort of feel that in that last sentence. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Um, Anyway, that's why she was my D-bag, because she's singing the praises of a guy who's in some trouble and won't talk about it. Yeah. You should listen to the interview that I listened to with her on the History Extra podcast. It's put out by the BBC. She, I think it was like a paid advertisement where they interviewed her, because I don't think they would normally advertise somebody who wrote a romance novel. Mm -hmm. Because we should say the book that she wrote um, is for an imprint that is known, I think, in the UK as sort of like the Harlequin, which Mm -hmm. no harm, no foul. Like, I mean, if that's like your genre, like I love mystery novels. Mm -hmm. Some people like romance novels. That's what she wrote. Um, What was my point to say? Oh, so they they but that's not normally the sort of caliber of of historical book that they would interview on this particular podcast. And then I realized, oh, I think this is an ad. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the moral of the story is I got to hear a conversation with her about this process. It is so fascinating because she didn't really write the book. She had a co-author, but to me, the co-author seemed, and her name is Marguerite Kay, by the way, and the 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 co-author was on the interview with her. And I really would probably, the way they described it, it sounds like Marguerite wrote the book, but... Sarah Ferguson had the ideas and Marguerite was able to channel her ideas into the prose of the novel, which doesn't seem like 
So she did all the work. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seemed like to me. Like she's, you know, it's Sarah Ferguson. Mm-hmm. She's a name. Mm-hmm. The imprint was like, oh, we can get. I mean, I could be just being overly cynical, but that's the impression I got. Okay, but here's my question then. So did the ghostwriter, what's her name? A.L. Marguerite? Mar- A.L. Marguerite. Where'd you get that? Marguerite K. Because there were some letters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did Marguerite K. Did she do all the talking? No, she did very little of the talking. And what was interesting is so the she way... she did all the work and then doesn't get to talk about that's, it. Yes, and that's why I thought you should listen. Also, because you're a redhead and she is um, a fierce redhead and she talks about how she's like, people don't understand what it's like to be so... But like, but I, I think you would cry if a little bit of foul because you would remember that this is a very privileged right. woman and you're like, it, it just sounded like a very privileged woman who is used to owning a room and having all the oxygen mm. so that most you can tell that she's usually the one telling stories and people are like, is okay, she done she's yet? a duchess. So <laughs> just let her go on and let her go on. And that's exactly like, it seemed tiresome and I felt bad for poor Marguerite that she probably had to take a lot of phone calls oh. with Sarah Ferguson and listen to her. Because she I wrote this that- character as kind of like a, this composite of her, but it's the a woman who's kind of like based on her grand somebody or other, maybe grandma or some somebody in her. No, I think I, that sounds vaguely, uh, vaguely it reminds me that you had said that at some point that she had sort of designed this as um, the the characters in the book were kind of composites of many different people, but yeah. she of course was at the center of yeah. it. Also, I imagine that this um, Marguerite Kay probably feels a lot like whoever is ghostwriting Madonna's screenplay. Oh, yeah. She's just We're just like, check. okay, fine. I just got to get through this. Cashing I just got to get through this. I'll write the words. I'll do whatever she tells me to and, do. And Sarah Ferguson does that delightful thing where she'll use the name like, oh, Colleen. Oh. You know, you'd be like, hey, you know, ask me about. Some uh, so, something you know, uh, who was your inspiration for the male lead? Oh, Colleen, I'm so glad you asked that mm. question. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been through a lot in my life and there are many people and, you know, and then she would go on from there. Right. But like, but acting you're like, like you're you familiar. don't know me. Right. You don't, don't care you about don't me. don't get to say my name. You don't care about <laughs> me. No, I, you know, I do wonder, she, I think is probably so far gone that she doesn't even know who she is anymore. Cause she is just so the Duchess. Yeah. I feel like that about a lot of Royals where it's like you, they've had, they've been media trained within an inch of their life. They know how to work a room. They know how to, and they also have had people there to wipe up after them for a hundred well, years. That's what I'm always curious about when those people are at home. And nobody wants to put up with their, you know, their shtick. Like, how do you, like, how does that look? I mean, I think they find the hired help to. Yeah. Oh, they must. Yeah. Because she, I just feel like she's always got to have an audience. Mm. Which is why she has a YouTube channel. And yes. I think we are the only ones but who like, watch who are, it. You know that there's somebody out there that's like, oh, that is the most, you have done such well, a service. Well, somebody's encouraging that. For the children. Yes. Somebody is encouraging that. It's just not us. It's delightful. Anyway, uh, FYI, Fergie, your ex-husband is not all he's cracked up to be. Uh, the book, if somebody wants to you know, take one for the team, and if you get off on uh, romantic novels, 
That's a weird I'm phrase. not doing it because I watched or I read the Fairy <laughs> Abraham novel. But if so there's a listener who this. like that's your thing, her heart for a compass is the name of uh, Sarah Ferguson's book. I also just want to say nothing about that title makes me want to read it. Her heart for a compass. <sighs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your dream birthday party? 651 641 1071. What's your dream birthday party? We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071.